episode five in a series of five on altruism. Next episode, and I just had a very quick think as I was driving. Um, I've been to um, footy training tonight, and my second training session. Yeah. Haven't played for, uh, I tried to calculate when I last played, uh, 30 years, something like that. Um, and uh, I feel pretty good, actually. You know, I'm 56, I'm the oldest person there, and. Uh, but there's plenty of people there less fit than me. And plenty of people there a lot fatter too. <laughs> well, not plenty, but enough. You know, enough people there that look pretty crap to make me feel pretty good about myself. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going for it. It's only a one-off match. You know. The um, fathers of all the children at our school are playing with the fathers of all the children at another school. So, a bit, of a bit of a grudge match between the schools, you know. I'm sure the two school principals will have some bets on. Okay, this episode, what to make it about. And uh, I was tempted to make it a call about the Antichrist. You know, because that sounds interesting. Uh, the previous episode was on the Antipopes. And I thought, gee... All right, and then that that and, and find and so you know I was fishing around as to whether there is such a thing as an anti Jesus or not, and it, it twigged with me halfway through the episode. Oh, of course, there is Antichrist, not anti Jesus, Antichrist. Okay, so I could make an episode on the Antichrist. And what is the Antichrist? No idea. Yet again, um, you know, I know the word very well, you know, and I hear popes called the Antichrists. Um, um, and it's in a lot of heavy metal songs. 666, the number of the beast, you know. So, you know, I've probably... Now, 666, that would be the Antichrist, would it? The beast, the beast, the Antichrist? You know, I actually am, for, for, a, for a good Catholic boy, who was Christian leadership of Year 12, I actually um, have zoned out most of my life on most things when it comes to Christianity, you know. In church, I think about other things. The only thing I prick my ears up for is Paul's letters to the Greeks, you know. I find them interesting. But everything else in church, uh, I pretty much ignore, you know, not listening. Um, It's a good chance to just sit there for me and relax. Um... Oh, you know, I've had jobs in church. Our whole family's got jobs in church. My father-in-law takes up the collection and gets me to help sometimes. It's good to have a, a job in church, you know, because it makes it go faster. And um, my daughter's daughters, mainly my oldest daughter, singer, um, and my wife, singer, um, and myself, um, we're all in, you know, for a well, what was it? For a couple of years, we were all in the choir together. Well, it's not a choir. It's a music sort of group. Yeah. And I was guitar. and um, But I dropped, and they were the singers. And uh, and 
there's always a pianist there. And I dropped out of the yoke. Oh, I, I lent my guitar to my brother, and I haven't got it back yet, so that was that. Um, and I was getting a bit bored with it anyway. Okay, um, and what else? I haven't, they've never got me to do a reading. You know what they should get me to do? A sermon. You know, a guest sermon. Um, uh, it would go for about four hours. Now, the good thing about um, Catholic Mass, and probably the, the, the reason my wife and I went for Catholic, you know, because I'm a Catholic, always have been, um, and my wife was Anglican, you know, uh, she's half Greek, half English, and baptised an Anglican. And, um, and, but then she's got Greek Orthodox too in the family. So we could have gone one of three ways, you know, we could have taken, could have gone the Protestant route, you know, because I like the Protestants the best, um, of, yeah, of all religions, I think I like Church of England best. And the reasons for that are probably best explained by Eddie Izzard in his skit, Tea and Cake or Death. (laughs) Have a listen to that, you know. Um, that's why I like Protestants. And I like Protestants for a lot of other reasons too. I think I talked about John Wesley at one stage, you know. And, um, you know, his personal reflection, you know, had a lot to do with the abolishment of slavery in the world, you know. An abolishment of slavery that went worldwide. Amazing. In a history of the planet that is just full of slavery as an institution and it appears to have never occurred to anyone that it should be abolished as such um look people from time to time have always let slaves go you know and slaves have been freed and there's you know like every culture i think has had a system for freeing slaves and sometimes people have come along and freed all the slaves but i think the institution of slavery was never considered as a thing that should be abolished on um, ethical grounds, if you like, you know. And John Wesley seems to have kick-started all that. Look, he might not be the only one. Uh, but, yeah, there was uh, John Wesley and his followers, the Wesleyan Church, and they influenced Wilberforce. And I think it was, was it John Wilberforce? I forget. Maybe everyone's John. I'll just call everyone John if I don't know their first name, okay? Um, John, you know, invented you know, crop rotation. Um, oh, I dropped the phone. Um, no, it's still going. Anyway, we could have gone one of three ways. Um, we wanted to do, we wanted to go Christian. Uh, not, not because I believe in God, you know. I don't believe in God, you know. Even in one episode, I challenged God to smite me dead. I said, come on, God, give us your best shot. I don't believe you even exist. I challenge you to kill me tonight, you know. Make me wake up dead. I'm not scared of you, you know. And I, thought, um, and I like saying things like that because it keeps me loosey-goosey, you know. It keeps me... Um, you don't want to be a slave in this world to superstition, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, the downsides of um, being too scared to challenge God, or indeed the devil. G'day devil, how are you? But you can't smite me dead tonight either, you know. Um, Actually, I'll be driving home later, 
send a truck my way um, and you know put me in a road crash you know make me make me road kill devil I challenge you I bet you can't you know now all those sorts of things sounds a bit rude um, to superstitious people of course um, and you know even seems to lack manners uh, to others who are not superstitious but say let's listen have some respect you know um, for I'm not sure what you know for people's beliefs maybe but no this podcast is not about them it's about me you know and I think it's really important to um, not be a slave to uh, the uh, you know to the fear of maybe there's a god and he will smite me dead you know um, that limits you you know and I don't want to be limited um, I want to um, be very free yeah. liberty yeah. I want to be free as a person um, because look when you open the door to one superstition why stop there you know before you know it, you won't be walking you know you'll refuse to walk under ladders and you know you'll get all freaked out when a black cat goes in front of you what is the difference you know nothing really you know but um, so and you know any, anyone who knows me knows that I will walk under a ladder Unless there's a bloke up there with a paint can, because that's just too Charlie Chaplin, you know. Um, um, but even then, I might give it a crack, you know. But I'll go under a ladder. I'll go out of my way to go under a ladder. And I'll try and contrive it, such that a black cat walks in front of me sometimes. And what are the other superstitions that people have, you know? Um, don't challenge, don't, you know, don't challenge what you don't know. No, there's, there's some real dangers in... Um, uh, uh, not, yeah. There, there's real dangers in worrying about that stuff. Um, you need to stare all that stuff in the face and just live your life. It's the road to peace. You know, I don't know if it comes across in my tone and all that sort of stuff, but you know, I'm a very at peace person, and part of that is uh, I'm not a slave to things like that and a thousand other things. I just aren't. I mean, I, I just aren't. <laughs> I'm just not. You know, and um, it's a it's a it's a form of peace, um, where you're not scared of um, boogeymen in the cupboard. You know, you can go to sleep and just sleep the sleep of the just, and sleep the sleep of the the guy who's not scared of a boogeyman jumping out of it and out of the cupboard. You know, or scared that um, you know anything. You know, um, and yet um, you, you you still have values. You know. You still um, have ethics and you still have morals and you still have all that sort of thing, but it doesn't come from superstition, you know. You try and find it from within yourself, you know. Oh, well, that's... I don't know where I'm going with all of that, but um, probably nowhere. Um, I, 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 in these podcasts, I'm going through phases, and at the moment, I feel like having an atheist phase, you know. Um, because there's something about atheism that I still really like. Um, and... It's probably the it's probably the belief system that re- makes me feel freest and most relaxed and most zen. You know, atheism. Um, everything, every other system has a certain anxiety hook attached to it. Um, every other system, um, you know, because you 
you know, you're, you're worried about what's going to happen to yourself after you die and all that sort of stuff. You know, whether you, whether you believe in reincarnation, you know, 500 lives and then finally you're a Buddha or, you know, you, you want to get to heaven and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, it, it, rather, it sort of becomes impossible to be entirely selfless. You know, my favourite image, you know, and I've said it before, the atheist soldier who takes a bullet yeah, why did he do that? You know, either for his mate or for his country or for some cause or you know, um, why did he do that? Now, what I call uh, superior, pious, and bordering on evil uh, Christians, for example, will say, "Well, he's a Christian; and he doesn't know it," and that is so rude. And I've said that before, really rude. Um, if, if he want, if a man believes himself to to be an atheist, that is every bit as powerful as you, if you're a Christian listening, believing yourself to be a Christian. You do not have an edge over that guy. You do not have an an, an edge of insight or anything like that, or an edge of spirituality either. Because in some ways, atheism is a, is a very profound kind of spirituality. You know, um, the idea, you know, of your uh, it gives you a chance to dump the ego in Freudian terms, you know, to, to um, if you're helping somebody. Now, I'm not saying I'm a helper, you know. I, I, um, I have huge faults. Um, I've never helped, never helped. I don't think I, you know, rarely in my life have I helped anyone. Are there refugee problems? Is there a refugee problem out there? I haven't done a thing, you know. Haven't even barracked for the refugees, you know. Um, is there problems with other people? You know, minority groups, indigenous people haven't done a thing for them. You know, however, this podcast isn't about me. In fact, I could be Hitler and still make this podcast. And um, and my own personal behaviours are not relevant if you just listen to the words. You know, the words stand. The words are what they are in a vacuum. It doesn't matter who I am. Yeah, I could even be lying, you know. Maybe I am a saint, you know. It doesn't really matter. This isn't about me. It's it's about the ideas. Um, and I'm using a fake name anyway. And I'm using a fake personality. I'm actually using a fake voice. I don't even talk like this in real life. Not much anyway. At parties I tend to. Well, no, no, no. This is definitely a different speaking voice. I've evolved this speaking voice, or I've adopted this speaking voice, specifically for speaking into a podcast. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think I could use my normal speaking voice um, sitting in a car speaking to myself. I don't think I could do it. You know, there's no bounce back. There's nothing, there's no one else. Um, I'm not bouncing off anyone. So I'm actually just staring out the car window, looking around, you know, just, uh, just looking at the scenery and buildings and all that sort of stuff. But I'm not getting anything back, you know. And... It's a very Zen thing because I'm actually not even talking to anyone. I'm not, you know, um, they say people are on when they're on stage, you know, they're singing to one person in the audience. You know, that's that's their that's what they do. Well, I'm not doing that. Um, I, I'm not even imagining you as a listener. I'm actually imagining having no listeners. So I'm very much talking to myself. Yeah. So um, this isn't about me, but it is about the ideas. All right, so yeah, atheism. I'm tempted to, you know, try that out because um, let's say, and this isn't me, but let's say you wanted to do something, you wanted 
to put yourself into, you know, a Zen state, such a Zen state that you wanted to um, do something for others, and this is not me, you know, just imagine, you wanted to do something for others, and, you know, you wanted to listen to someone and all that person's problems and all that sort of thing, and, um, and not offer anything about, you know, not make it about you at all. Not make it about you at all, you know. When you're helping others, not make it about you. Don't throw your own, own nanny. You know, when someone says, listen, I've had a hard life and all that sort of stuff, or I've had a hard trot, you know, um, distress, you know, and they've got a real tale of distress, you know. You know don't give your personal, don't give you, don't, don't be empathetic, you know, in the sense of don't, you don't want to, um, I'm just imagining this as a sort of, imagine you wanted to do this, you know, not make it about you at all. Yeah. Don't say anything about yourself. Don't say, oh, I had a bad time too, and I know how exactly, exactly how you feel, and then, you know, offload on that poor person who's distressed, or your distressing tales, you know, by way of helping them, but even so, you've kind of made it about yourself, you know. And um, some people get it, can get in a real habit of doing that, you know. No matter what story someone else tells them, you just, if you were listening, you say, hey, suddenly we're talking about him. I thought we were going to talk... Hang on, this person was telling his story, and now you're telling your story. How did your story come into play? Weren't you going to listen to this guy? Why are you talking to this guy? You should be listening to this guy, and that sort of thing. Yeah? But the good thing about being, and uh, if you wanted to be selfless, you know, imagine um, you wanted to place yourself in a Zen state of selflessness, true selflessness, you know, true philotimo, you know, as the Greeks say, you, know, you, you, the self, you, you put away the self, and you are there for others, you know, and. To the point where you're not even talking, you know, you don't even feel the need to share your own story, you know, in any way, shape or form. Um, atheism would be the best way to do that in a way because whenever you're helping someone, if you, if you, if, if you think there's a heaven, um, a little part of you is still saying, oh, this might be getting me closer towards heaven, you know, or... Um, if you're into reincarnation and all that sort of stuff, you say, oh, a little part of what I'm doing here is um, making me a, a better person and a wiser person and moving me along that path um, to Buddhahood or whatever it is, you know. Um, you know, um, this, is, this is good for my personal development as well, you know. There's a self... There's a self... Something about the self in it as well. You know, there's a bit in it for you. Um, now I can't imagine, you know, that's not a bad thing, you know, we humans, we're supposed to, we're supposed to do that sort of stuff, so, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with win-win, um, and people helping each other and work through things, you know, but I did meet a lady last week, um, who had a long chat with me, she just wanted to get things off her chest and all that sort of stuff, um, down the street, you know, you know, she's in my community, um, um, I don't move far from Essendon, so I know everybody around the place, up and down the street. Anyway, um, she just wanted to talk to me, and the thing she wanted to talk to me is about was she has had got something distressing on her plate, like very distressing, you know. 
enough that makes it distressing enough to make me go, oh god you, you know uh, that's bad you know to myself you know um but she said everyone I talk to uh, yeah I, I want to talk to someone she said where that person doesn't make it about themselves in any way shape or form you know but she says everyone I talk to I've only said about 10 words and suddenly it's all about them as well and she said this is one, and it was distressing enough to warrant her wanting to just get it off her chest to someone without them, uh, without the other person making it all about them. You know, she said, "Everyone I talk to, you know, before I know it, they're making it about themselves." You know, and even as they're listening to me, you know how much it's um, it's hurting them. You know, just hearing about this and all that sort of stuff, which is good on an empathetic level, but I knew what she was going on about. And I was perfect for that, you know. I'm a very bad person in many ways. Never help the refugees, you know. Never help them. I never give to charity. You know, I don't really do anything for anyone. But, um, you know, I'm not one of the saints. <laughs> Nowhere near it. Um, but just on this occasion, you know, I was down the street and I was the perfect person to talk to because I wasn't putting my two bobs worth in and I wasn't... And I wasn't reacting in a, a super caring way or anything like that. I was just giving her my full attention and I was just hanging with her and, you know, just sort of saying, hey, you know, like she started crying for a bit, you know, and I said, uh, you know what, just, I, I, I was talking exactly like this. This is a real me. We might actually um, be getting close to the real me just for an instant here, but I'll get off me as fast as I can after this. Um, but I was saying, hey, just, there's no rush, you know, just, you know, I can, I got all day. I didn't have all day, but I said, I got all day, so, and just, you know, we're, we're standing by the apples. Yeah. Um, I'll say no more than that. All right, so, atheism. Yeah, and I was thinking, oh, yeah, I, I wasn't really thinking it through, but I was thinking, you know, I wasn't being conscious of what what the impact on all this was on me. I was just listening, you know, just listening in a vacuum, almost like I was a lamppost, but a caring lamppost, you know, not much more, with no backstory of my own, no backstory, no history, I was nobody. And I think, yeah, that, you know, maybe it's something like that. It's, can you become a true nobody? Because sometimes the world needs a nobody, a true nobody. Um... And I think I might be that person. <laughs> There's something amusing about that for me, because I am a nobody. But, you know, um, yeah. And to be a true nobody, to be a true nothing, but some, but a nothing and a nobody that cares, yeah. um, I think sometimes people need that. Most often they don't, but sometimes people just want to speak to someone who is where it's not about them at all. Yeah, they want to talk to a nobody. And what's the best kind of nobody? Well, I'm thinking an atheist, because and no, that's a true nobody, because as soon as he dies, he, he doesn't exist anymore. He's gone. He's not in heaven. He's not, he's not getting reincarnated. He is absolutely a disappearski. <laughs> There's something about that I like. Now, I could develop that thought, but I won't, because I'm going to get on to something else. And also, I have to... Um, get out of the car now and do something so i'll get out of the car and do something now and finish this segment you know this portion of the actually i might just make that i might make that a short episode yeah um i feel 
that the topic was a good one and it would be a good episode if I, uh, you know, I should almost, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm starting to, the what I'm trying to get across is starting to form better in my mind. So I should actually delete this episode and start speaking it again because it'll be a lot tighter, but I'm not going to because I never do. I don't do that. Um, sometimes, you know, I'll interrupt my episode and clarify or whatever because that's the beauty of podcasts, you know. But no, I'll just let this one sit there and make of the ether what it will because all my podcast episodes sit in the ether with no listeners because I'm a nobody speaking to no one. Okay, I like that. There's something in that episode, but it was so vague I'm not quite sure what it was, but there's something to be said about that episode. Hey, I'm aware that um, I was talking about something else, you know, that my wife and I became Catholics. Oh, that, you look, we were tempted by the idea that church mass is 45 minutes in and out. 40 minutes in and out if there's no singing, 45 minutes in and out, in and out if there is singing, you know. Um, nice and tight, you know. And we, we, did, we didn't want to go orthodox because you're staring down the barrel of a three-hour mass. Yeah. Um, and what else was I talking about at the start? I think I mentioned the Antichrist, but that went nowhere. Um, that'll do. There's your episode. I mentioned, I, um, by the way, just to finish off with, I mentioned that um, I didn't mind too much that Essendon lost to Collingwood yesterday uh, because the stakes weren't that as high for us. You know, we're in the finals anyway and, um, you know, we're in the bottom four of the finals. Uh, my maths was off. I just realised we needed to win last night uh, because if Bulldogs... Um, now, let me think about this. Yeah, if Bulldogs win, um, even in the bottom four, uh, that means Bulldogs go above us, which is bad for us, um, because that means they play the Giants, and I'd rather be playing the Giants, you know, because we match up well on them. And it would mean that we would be playing either Richmond or West Coast, which I, which is, you know, not what we would have wanted. So we did need to win last night it was a disaster potentially that we didn't win but i have to wait until the outcome of the bulldogs adelaide game um yeah so yeah still nervous times for the rest of this weekend and while we see how the other games play out end of uh episode this time i may have said end of episode this time